0: But it was a bit boring, I would say, in the first <laughs> few things.
1: You guys just don't know what you're dealing with. This is my boy Kenshin. So mm-hmm. feel his wrath. <laughs>
0: Hey Nerdy fans, welcome to another episode of the Nerdy Fangirl Podcast. We're going to talk about the Rooney Kenshin, the beginning movie, which is actually the last movie. So you'll hear our thoughts, favorites, or least favorite things about the movie, and whether or not it's worth two plus hours of your time. We are joined again with our trusted and returning co-host, Ray Lim. Hi, Ray. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Glee. Glad to be here. And just to clarify this for all our fans out there, the reason why it's Ruruni Kenshin The Beginning, it's because it's a prologue. It's practically Kenshin's story when he was still Batosai the Slasher or Hitokiri Batosai. And, of course, it's a story about, about his first wife.
0: Yes, yes. And for non-fans out there, it's quite a whirlwind because, as you said, it's prologue. It's like a Star Wars kind of yep. thing, right? <laughs> yep. So fans of Star Wars might understand why it's like this or it's not a new thing to you. This was about the Hitokiri Batosai era of Kenshin. And this was like, Towards the Meiji Restoration era, yep. was
1: it? I think so. I'm sorry, my Japanese history is not as good. But basically, this was towards the end of the of the shogunate era. So, based, Kenshin's victory. Well, if if you look at history, the shoguns were defeated. The emperor was restored to his rightful place as a ruler of, of Japan. So, Kenshin's story is a fictionalized version of that. Naturally,
0: And the thing is, if you're a history geek, there are actually some characters in this movie that are actually based from real characters or real people, right? Yep.
1: Again, I can't name a lot, but they do drop the names of Tokugawa, I think. That's one. And here's a little tidbit for everybody out there. Kenshin Himura is actually based off a real person. Sad to say, I forgot his name. I need to Google that. But, of course, minus the theatrics, the real Kenshin was known to be a very fast assassin. In fact, while there is only one confirmed kill that that guy has ever done, there were numerous rumored kills that was attributed to him. And funny thing is, his one confirmed kill was done in broad daylight against multiple men. So you can see just how fast and powerful that guy really is.
0: Wow. Wow. That's very interesting. And since you shared a little tidbit about that, I wanted to share another tidbit as well. So mm. Saito Hajime or Hajime Saito, he is part of the Gumi police. Yes. And he's also like a real-life character. And mm. based on my research, his Gatotsu yep. move, it's yep. actually really based on the move of that actual character as well. Yep. So he was known to have this left single-handed thrust or mm. inezuki. <laughs> so with a, a technique mainly for slashing, downwards, stabbing, and thrusts. So as you can see in his move, yep. he has that katotsu. And maybe we can talk about our favorite characters later on, but that's <laughs> a bit of tidbit there.
1: Yep. And of course, nobody who's a fan of the Rurouni Kenshin series in general is going to deny they've tried Saito's move at least once or twice in their lives.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And I personally tried it because I did martial arts before. And we have the kenjutsu, which is not the kendo, but the other one, the wooden sword. And I tried to mimic it, but of course, it's difficult. (laughs) Of
1: course, naturally.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So any other things you would like to talk about before we move on to our thoughts on the characters, Ray?
1: I would say no, but just a little bit. It is worth a watch. And for me, I'll I'll be honest, it teethers as the second or third movie that I like the most in the Kenshin Himura series. And I will explain later.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious about that because my ranking might not be the same.
1: Yeah, I understand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Our thoughts on the characters. I mean, there are a lot of new characters in mm. this movie because this is the prologue. So what are your thoughts or which ones are your favorite?
1: Okay, so you might think it's strange, but I actually like how the character of uh, Tomoe was being portrayed. Now, in the Whoa. actual anime, <laughs> all right, here's the thing. In the actual anime, it was a bit darker. For me, there was less emotion. And uh, Tomoe here, for me, had a little bit more emotion. And you could actually see her putting more humanity in Kenshin. And you can see the effect of that humanity. If you look at the art style in the anime that discuss or that shows this particular particular point in Kenshin's life, it's his expressions are rather one-sided and here you can actually see Kenshin almost smile or even smile and to the point that Tomoe even acknowledges that that you know he's changing and this is something that I like about the character that being said moving to moving to Kenshin I like how Takeru Sato has presented him because the first part of the movie is also, generally, my complaint about the, the movie before that, we're in pretty one-dimensional, pretty dark, pretty dour Kenshin. And then, Takeru just knows how to gradually show that Kenshin is changing. So, as far as his acting chops are concerned, it's really, it's really good. And this is why, also, to harken back earlier, why I considered this the second or third movie that I like in the series. Because it shows that evolution of Kenshin. It gives you that glimpse of him transitioning from the, you know, from the Dao Hitokiri Batosai into the Kenshin Himura we know and love. The previous Kenshin, he had nothing to live for other than his sword. He was looking for himself. And with Tomoe, his first wife, there was that transition now that him seeing that there is more to life. In a sense, if maybe I'm overanalyzing, you could say that Tomoe is a reason why he's partially stopped killing Tomoe is the reason why probably he gave a chance to Kamiya Kaoru in the, uh, the future series so that's why my mindset is saying second or third because I like that transition I like that growth what oh, about you Oh,
0: interesting take Ray interesting take <laughs> Yep. I, I, but I love it. I love it. So I'm gonna play the bad guy here again. <laughs> As you usually do. Yeah. So okay, Tomoe, I I do acknowledge and I get your point that she did humanize the character. But I don't. I know maybe it's just me being very superficial and very mm. shallow. She just doesn't fit the Tomoe I had in mind. Mm. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> really. Um. So, just to ask, you did watch the… Um, I or- did
0: watch the OVA, yeah. Ah,
1: yeah. What Tomoe did you have in mind, if you could expound a bit?
0: I mean, this is going to be very shallow, reef, right? <laughs> But <laughs> this, is, this is an adaptation, okay? I'm just yeah. really nitpick on this. Yeah, that's all right. Tomoe, to me, is really a very pretty character. Yes. The live action was ladylike, but I needed that physical sense as ah. well. She's like uh, a cow She's like shorter. She, I mean, the mm. physical aspect. That's what I'm. I wanted to say. So it's just the physical ex- aspect, not mirroring what I had in mind. Mm. And as you said, she is really humanizing the character. But yep. because this movie doesn't really show that much emotion anyway as well, like... It's very subtle, right? You have to be fully present. And they are very subtle in this movie. Yep. Nothing grand in the face, nothing like that. So, and especially for non-fans, it mm. will be difficult to to appreciate this type of movie.
1: Yeah, I would understand where you're coming from. To address some of your points, like physical, I get it. Because <laughs> if we're going to look at the OVA, Tomoed for me looks far more mature than Kauru did. And of course, the one here in the movie, we have a Tomoe that's probably younger than Kauru or, mm, you know, mm. or ha- has, has that look. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But again, as I have said in previous podcasts, we try to separate the anime and the movie. That's easier said than done, but I'd like to give it that due. And for me, the way this was presented was really good. and. Yes, you did point out that, you know, the emotion might be a bit lacking. But again, as we pointed out on a previous episode, Prologue Rooney Kenshin was really dark. And when it involves Tomoe or her family, it becomes dark. And it's definitely for us fans, it's a lot different from the happy Kenshin that we know of. So I completely understand your point. Doesn't mean I change my stand on it. I still think it's the second or third best best for me is still that first movie.
0: Mm, I agree. We have the same sentiment on that. And I very much acknowledge your point about Tomoe and, and with Kenshin of course, I mean Takira Sato was born to do yes. this yes. To do this character really. Because he can portray a Kenshin that's a jolly Kenshin yep. and a dark Kenshin as well. He can even show the subtle transitions yep. in a dark engine character. Yep. So it's really a feat for him.
1: Yep, he's one of those actors that, you know, even if you probably don't agree with the entire premise of the movie, he still nails his part. So that's a plus on that's a plus on him, definitely.
0: And you have other characters that you wanted to share?
1: Those are my two main views because to be honest, if we're going to look at, we mentioned uh, Hajime Saito earlier, throughout his, his been Hajime Saito. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, if you watch the anime, if you watch the OVA, if you watch the movie, Ajime Saito is consistent. So I suppose he's the most consistent character there.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because he and also outside from Kenshin, he is the only character that was in all the movies, I guess. Yes,
1: I I, I believe so. <laughs> oh, and that, is, yeah. that is a fact.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and as well, Ray, the physical aspect, he really looks like Saito. So yep. you even though you are not a much of a fan or even if you're yeah. a fan as well like you can you get more engrossed with his character because of that physical aspect again yep. i'm being shallow but he, yep. he nails the acting as well so yep,
1: definitely and that's not a problem because physical is part of the discussion when you want to do a good movie because it's what people see so i get it from a fan's perspective again if they don't see tomoe as they idealize Tomoe, or they see Hajime Saito as the idealized Saito. But again, from my point, we look at this movie, is it good? Is it bad? For me, it is. But of course, there are some points that are missed. And for you, it's it's good, but there are a lot of points that are missed as well, right?
0: Yeah, right. So moving on from the characters, mm. the overall vibe of the movie, yes, it was dark. And I like the way that they presented it as mm. dark, and then how they presented the darkness of it. So they change... Kenshin's color hair color, it's not as bright, mm. I feel. Thing okay, is, I don't that? know I don't <laughs> notice
1: those things, sadly, you know. Uh, Again,
0: I'm in the physics.
1: So for the fans out there, I'm just gonna add this little tidbit in. Got this from National Geographic, by the way, that women, because of evolution, do notice the subtle changes in color that most men can't. So glee is, of course, is proof that subtle things like this are noticed by women. And well, Apart from that, maybe those changes in color, those subtle changes in color, do reflect the situation of the movie, maybe the situation of Kenshin or his mindset. So if it's something that you pick up, then that does fit very well with with a movie setting. Now, for me, my overall thought on the movie is probably not as dark as you see it. Because again, there is that darkness. There is that... Initially, I was like, oh my god, um, is this going to be the same as the final with how direction is going but i love that subtle change i love how that growth was portrayed for me this was portrayed way better than how it was portrayed in the ova and maybe it's it's different because it's real people and you know emotions in the eyes in the body language is easier seen with real people versus that of maybe the anime where you have to understand that was 2d and that was how many years ago probably it a decade or so ago. So, definitely overall feeling, still saying second or third best. And it's a wonderful, for me, especially at the end, it was a wonderful way of transitioning that prologue to the wider Rurunikensian universe.
0: Mm, great. That's a good take, Ray. I I had something in mind, but I forgot for <laughs> some reason. So, so yeah, the subtleness and but were you happy with the two hour plus were you happy about it? Hey. The the duration.
1: The duration, you know what? I actually didn't have much of a problem with the duration. Maybe I would say more focus should have been given to the relationship of Tomoe and Kenshin post their escape from I think that, that was Kyoto. I'm not I'm not entirely sure. Because it, again, my favorite parts about it is that growth of Kenshin more, and this is saying something more than the actual uh, fight scenes. Mm. And I'm somebody who likes his fight scenes in anime. There was just something so human about it. And I wish that was really emphasized, emphasized more. That being said, if you told me that that could have been, you know, 15, maybe 20 minutes less, I wouldn't consider it that too, too bad of a deal. Mm. Uh, I think it could, it could work that way as well.
0: Me again. (laughs) 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 Okay, uh, it was okay. Of course, I'm a Rony Kenshin fan, but this is just for other people as well to be mindful. So the movie, Two Mm. Hour Plus, with a very subtle emotion, subtle Mm. things that sometimes a fan like me
1: Mm. doesn't
0: appreciate. (laughs) <laughs> so I mean, like it was quite prolonged. I guess they could have, but again, it would be okay, the beginning one, the beginning two, it it wouldn't make sense. No, no, but, it wouldn't. <laughs> and then of course a lot of transitions happened mm. there. So I could understand that it's a two-hour plus. Yeah. But it was a bit boring, I would say, in the first <laughs> few, first yep. few things. So I mean, yeah, so that's why I would say this might be my Four, second second to the last favorite my last one would be the the final yeah the final
1: <laughs> yeah i think that's a universal consensus with people i mean yeah. i have friends who've noted that on facebook like they like it and whatnot and then their their husband or or wife would say well, it's nothing compared to the first. Yeah. Uh, so it's something that, again, you know, each of us have our own uniqueness when it comes to what makes us happy or what gives us enjoyment. And for you, maybe, yes, you you were saying that or the focus was there on how boring it was in the first half and how it probably wasn't up to your standard. But I think a lot of people also are saying that, you know what? Yes, it's a lot better than that movie prior. And it was actually pretty good, taken, taken as it is. And I do mm. feel that way. Taken as it is, even the final was was okay. This is better, and I really like it. And I think it is it's a success for the series as a whole, and it's a good way for me to end that movie series. Definitely.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that take as well. And then you mentioned about like there were less fighting scenes in this one. I noticed that one too. But what were your favorite scenes, fighting scene or not? Mm.
1: So I've already spoken extensively about Kenshin's growth. So if we're going to look at the fighting scenes, you might find it strange, but I actually like that scene where those new recruits were trying to put down Kenshin and they were like, you know, do you have what it takes? Blah, blah, blah. And then just like that Kenshin puts them in their place. And for those who are fans of the anime, we know how dangerous Kenshin's style is. We know how dangerous he can be. So it's definitely some, it's definitely harkens back to that. It's definitely that int- anticipation. It's, it's that part where you as a fan could definitely say, you guys just don't know what you're dealing with. This is my boy Kenshin. So mm-hmm. feel his wrath, basically. <laughs> what about yourself?
0: I'm going to talk maybe about the least favorite of mine or mm. something that I got bearded out. Yep. Because there were scenes that I liked, but meh, meh, you, you know? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not. I'm, so I'm gonna talk about a weird scene. That it's not that I didn't like. It was. It was actually an action scene. You yep. know when they were in the snow. Mm, okay. And then there was a bomb, and then oh, those scenes. Then yeah. Ken, to me, even though this <clears> is an anime and this is based from an anime, we still need a bit of realism yeah yeah realism on that point and i was talking to my husband like why is he closing his eyes there was a point he was closing his eyes and he can still hit i know he is as good as a swordsman but yep. like i just didn't expect that it just got weirded out like okay <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> if, the, if it would have been <laughs> anime then you know it's okay but like at this time but again this is just me nitpicking and you know being the bad guy but yeah that was like a weird scene
1: yep again if we're gonna nitpick and base a lot of things on reality well the entire movie is unrealistic (laughs) to be fair right yeah so but if it was me i think some of the least favorites i have is really in the first part like when kenjin's washing blood off and then (laughs) for me sometimes it just drags so that's where i earlier i said 15 20 minutes can be taken off Yeah, we could have taken it up from that, to be fair. But when it comes to action scenes like those, wherein, you know, Kenshin has his eyes closed, blah, 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 again, we have to consider one, it's a movie based on something completely fictitious. That's why in the art form, we say that, you know, it's a suspension of disbelief. You're not supposed to judge it too logically. And if we're going to look at the anime from which the movies are based, you know that Kenshin can do that because... Just for the fans out there, especially for the new ones. Uh sorry if I'm spoiling a bit, but there's a there's a part in the series where Kenshin does become blinded and he just and he's still devastatingly powerful. Some even mentioned that he's he's probably more dangerous in that state.
0: Mm, okay, yeah, yeah, I get what you mean now. But then, but then so Kenshin is a very good fighter and everything, right? But there was a scene in the movie, you know when he okay i'm I'm really just gonna spoil this. <laughs> There's no other way not spoiling this. He accidentally caught Tomoe, right? yeah, in, in a sense, yeah, but like what, if he's a, such a good fighter, why he didn't like anticipate i mean, you know, fighters and samurais, they can sense the surroundings mm. like why? Why? I mean, like, (laughs) this is like outside, thinking outside of the series already. So it was like, why? And then, you know, he was portrayed as like formidable and just the greatest warrior of that era. (laughs) But then he can just accidentally kill his wife. Uh,
1: Okay, I get what you mean. And this is where, again, I would double down on the suspension of disbelief part. Because sometimes to enjoy these things you have to suspend that logical thinking because you know you're here to enjoy you're in here to enjoy that movie i'll give you an example so for a lot of us we we know about the titanic movie by david cameron right if i'm not mistaken and naturally um in that there was that one scene in the end where the main character jack dies because of course he can't get up on that platform to escape the cold water now mythbusters a a show on Discovery Channel that tries to look at things in a logical way did say that, you know, Jack actually had space to get up on that and save himself. But here's the deal. When, when they concluded, I think, that episode or another analysis, it doesn't matter if Jack could do it. David Cameron says, the director says, Jack has to die. Um, and in <laughs> this case, I would say it was important for Kenshin's development into the Kenshin that we know and love for Tomoe to die. And that is where we have to suspend our belief uh, or suspension of disbelief to be able to appreciate the story for what it, for what it wants to give.
0: Okay, great point, Barry. <laughs> Thank you for that. I love it. And again, there's another one. Sorry, now, now everything's coming back to me. So, okay, he accidentally slashed Tomoe. Then there was already... Sorry for the spoilers now. On <laughs> our defense... <laughs> He accidentally slashed Tomoe on the, and then Tomoe, you know, like put the other X, right? Yep. Didn't you notice that it's the other side? Like it didn't form, like, because the X of the husband or mm. the fiance of away mm. was something like this. And then the placing of where Tomoe <laughs> was, was lying down. It's the same side, actually. I mean... I don't know. Maybe we could rewatch it later just yep. to improve my point. But, <laughs> but for some reason, yeah. Again, the, I know the suspension of yes, logic, yes. but still, but still, it should be, you know, like even though there's no logic there, mm? there should be attention to detail. Like I know Japanese mm. movies have attention to detail, mm. or I don't know if it was just me, but I was with my husband watching the movie, and we both were like, like jaw dropped. Like it was, it was a different side.
1: Yep. Yep. So to be fair, I didn't notice it. But also, I would agree with you. If that was a glaring issue or if this was uh, a clear mistake, then that was just poor editing, poor, you know, poor camera work at that point. Because you can't give me the reason like, you know, it has something to do with the camera. It has something to do with, with the spacing. No, it's... That's, too far go- that's actually too far gone. Now that you mention it, it, it reminds me of that Game of Thrones episode where there was a Starbucks <laughs> cup uh, in there. So, see, at that point, you can't make, you know, suspension of disbelief as an, as an excuse when it's so far off. It's like saying that in one scene, the guy's right ear is cut off and uh, immediately in the next scene, it's actually his left ear. So it's, yeah. that's an issue.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah. On that point, if that's really what happened, then then I agree with you. It's something that they need they should have addressed.
0: Yeah, but it's just a bit of um not disappointment is a strong word, Mm. but I don't I don't know what's the right word if it's a lesser disappointment. But like, you know, I know that Japanese people, Mm. Japanese movies are very much into detail. They just miss this. But okay, no no movie is perfect. Yeah. So yeah, just wanted to point it out there. So yes, if you have to rate this movie, not with the rank, but just rating ten out of ten, how do you rate it?
1: Hmm, I'd give it a, I'd give it a solid seven, really, and nothing lower than that. For me, I am that impressed with that movie. Can't give it an eight because of the first first half, which mm. for me was really just too too dark and bland. I would say like uh, brownie without sugar. I would mm. I would fathom. <laughs> so that's that makes it a seven. Without that, it would have climbed to an eight or an eight point five easily for me. Okay. Mm. Of course, since you pointed out that other that one bit, maybe I would just keep it at uh, at eight. Wrong mm. side X, nah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, okay. So, oh, that's interesting because I feel that you have a lower standard of rating than me because i know you like the movie but yep. i for me i still rated it at seven even though i was like blabbering a- around about a lot of things but <laughs> i could still rate it as a seven yep all right i guess we're a bit done on the review part of the rooney kenshin
1: Eventually. So
0: is there an anime that you'd like to have an action movie for and what would that be?
1: Yep. Actually, the anime that I would like to have a movie for, whether, well, it is action, but it's more of grounded a bit on sci-fi and fantasy. It's really Vampire Hunter D. Yep. Every now and then I hear words that they're probably planning a movie or whatnot. They're probably rebooting that, that series. but you know, Vampire Hunter D had a very good premise. I like the character of D. I like his, I like his story. I would definitely want to read the light novels if if I can get my hands on them. Seeing that, seeing that movie for the first time, like years ago, I was saying, this is how a vampire movie, vampire anime should be done, you know? And that's definitely a movie I would pray, hope to God, if they do make it, that it would be done right. And again, not like Dragon Ball Evolution or or Avatar The Last Airbender because mm. um, that's really just stepping on something so beautiful. You know, that's yeah. the one movie. What about you?
0: I would, top of my head, I didn't actually think about it <laughs> at first, but okay, <laughs> top of my head, I, I would say Code Geass.
1: Mm, okay. Mm. Yep, that but is beautiful. I didn't
0: have the Lelouch Rebellion. I haven't really watched that. But the first thing that I watched, that Code Geass, yeah.
1: Yep. Code Geass is one of those anime that in in its own little way, it's perfect. It's actually an anime that's not, doesn't have your typical main character, I would say, you know, he's just, you know.
0: Anti-hero, right? Like.
1: Yeah, yeah, but Lelouch is just, I would say, uh, without spoiling anything, it's awesome, it's worth the watch, and it's one of those anime that at the end you would say you wish you could erase the memory of it so you can watch it again.
0: Yeah. So what are your recommendations for an anime or online game that you're currently doing for the nerdy <laughs> fans?
1: Okay, for starters, I've got a lot of, I've i have gamed a lot throughout my lifetime, so...
0: Maybe the current I, one. Or... The current one, Yeah.
1: right. Funny enough, I just downloaded yesterday, two days ago, a game that's very much anime in itself. It's called uh, Scarlet Nexus. It's an action RPG, and basically, it's it's one of those sort of post-apocalyptic type of of anime, but humans are successfully fighting back in a way. So I've just begun it. It the action is pretty neat. It's it's pretty awesome. Reviews are actually pretty good as well. So that's high on my recommendation list. Another good recommendation especially for those who like games like Dark Souls, Code Vein is an is, a, is also an anime-esque action RPG, but this time it's it puts a lot of emphasis on dodging and quick movements. So for those who want a real challenge, that's a good that's a good game. And naturally, my favorite um, video game series of all time—I'm not afraid to say it, it's Final Fantasy. Done by most of the series is done by amazing people. And if you're the type who like MMORPGs, then give Final Fantasy 14 a look because a lot of people are moving from World of Warcraft to Final Fantasy 14. If you're a gamer, you know what that means, and you know how big WoW was supposed to be. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, I just lightly played WoW before. You're saying that. People are moving away from World of Warcraft to this one. Oh, interesting. I've,
1: yep, I've read about it. And, you know, again, it's not an extensive thesis re- research, but a lot of good word has been coming in on that. There was even a review online that says that the community in Final Fantasy 14 was is definitely friendlier to WoW, whatever that means nowadays, because I haven't touched WoW in since college, I would say. So there. And of course, for really really anime fans, if you like fighting games, then try to... I think the title was Shonen Jump All-Stars, wherein you get to play as Naruto, you get to play as Kenshin, and many other anime characters duking, each, duking out with each other. So if you have ever wondered how Seto Kaiba would fare against, say, you know, Kenshin Himura, or it's possible <laughs> in that game, and also very strange.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like... <laughs> it's like a Street Fighter, right? Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so think of it that way. So never have I ever thought that Yugimoto would go up against something that's as godlike as as Goku. Yes. Mm.
0: <laughs> so
1: it was like, huh? <laughs>
0: Oh wow! The, thanks for your recommendations, Ray. I have some recommendations for anime yes. as well, or just what I'm currently watching right now. So this is not actually a current anime, but it's uh, right. I think m- maybe two, three years uh, <laughs> ago. But that's a, actually if I watch a two or three year older anime, that says a lot about the anime because yep. <coughs> I am more into that current one. Now, like I do not again the shallowness, my shallowness. <laughs> If with the drawing, the physical, the things that I can see is not that good, then yep. the story should be that good if I want to watch it. So I'm currently watching the Bumo Stray Dogs. It's a very weird title. Have you heard okay. about it?
1: No, I have not. Yeah, I probably I... <laughs> avoid those things.
0: <laughs> no, I, I tried. I I avoided it for some time, but a friend of mine recommended it. And I was up for a detective-ish oh, anime. okay but it's not actually a detective-ish. I mean, like, it's a detective-ish, but not your Conan detective type. Okay. So that's what I currently watch right now. And there are some other animes um, I think I have mentioned already in my other episodes in this podcast.
1: Yep. And if it's watching anime, then the current one that I'm trying to watch is Eden Zero. So I've already done uh, two episodes. Uh, not entirely sure, but based on the artwork, based on the characters that's there... Those are the guys who made Fairy Tale, oh, and Rave,
0: yeah. Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Yep, it's on oh. Netflix. So have oh, a look so at that.
0: Zero Eden, Eden zero? zero. Yep. Okay, so if they were the makers of Fairy Tale and Rave, I was following those. So mm. okay, that's um worthy to watch. Maybe I'll see.
1: Yep, try to check it out. Maybe the first episode might be a little off but yeah it it builds up really nicely for me
0: oh by the way i wanted to share another one that i just watched it's also in netflix a movie it's a 2020 film it's called words bubble up like soda pop so it's in netflix it's a slice of life uh, movie. i guess that it might not be for many people but if you are into Slice of Life and just a mm. chill movie, then you might like it. This is maybe like a 7 out of 10 for me. It's very subtle. Like, nothing's really, you know, like major happening. But sometimes you want to watch anime to relax. And yep, yep. Yeah. so there are those. <laughs> yeah. All right. So... Thank you, Ray, for your time today and anything you would like to invite our listeners to?
1: Well, to start off, thank you for inviting me again for, I think this is the third time to be on your podcast. I'm always up for um, talking about anime and uh, video games and, of course, fiction in general, you know, myths and monsters and whatnot. To our listeners out there, if you haven't seen the new Rurouni Kenshin movie, Give it a look. For me, it's wonderful. It's not perfect as um, the bad cop has so happily pointed it out uh, numerous times <laughs> on this on this podcast. <laughs> but yeah, it's beautiful. And for those games that we've mentioned and for those anime that we've also mentioned, give them a, give them a whirl and uh, let us know. Let us know what you think. All
0: right. All right. Thank you so much, Ray.
1: Thank I'll you. I'll see
0: you next
1: time. See you next time as well.